taken to your feet tonight. If you have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 50 and verse number 10. Who is among you that feareth the Lord, that obeyeth the voice of his servant, that walketh in darkness and hath no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Behold, all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourselves about with sparks, walk in the light of your fire, and in the sparks that you have kindled, this shall you have of mine hand. You shall lie down in sorrow. From this text tonight in verses 10 and 11, I want to preach on heaven's light for our darkness. Heaven's light for our darkness. Father, would you touch us tonight as we try to stand and preach the word? I'm asking you, Lord, to cleanse us of sin. Please empty us of self. Fill us with the Spirit of God. Give us an unction to preach to your people, Lord. God, would you grant unto us hearing? Would you grant unto us reception? Would you grant unto us understanding and enlightenment and wisdom and encouragement from the Word of God? Father, we need your help tonight. And for this we pray and ask in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Sometimes we as God's people, there may be times where we go through darkness. And there may be times where we cannot see what lies ahead. And there may be times in our life where we feel like absolutely nothing makes sense right now. Maybe tonight you have a wayward child. Maybe you have a financial need. Maybe there's broken fellowship. Maybe there's a current storm or situation working right now in your lives. A lot of times people come and say, Preacher Darren, why? Why? Tell me why. Why is there suffering? Why, why does nothing make sense? But the better question is how are you going to react to the situation? What do we do when the lights go out in our life. Let me see preacher there, and there will never be a time when the child of God would ever be asked to walk in darkness. Well, I feel like I've been there, and I've had to take a few steps in darkness by the guidance of heaven's light in the middle of that darkness. I want to say just a couple of things tonight, and I pray that you might get some help tonight. Number one, when I look at this text, I think about the devotion in the darkness. The devotion in the darkness. The Bible says, Who is among you that feareth the Lord? Do you fear God? And obey the voice of His servant? Do you obey what the Word of God, what the, the men of God are preaching to you? So here you are, you fear God, and you're obedient and for some reason, you're walking in darkness and you have no light. I want to say this to you tonight. Those of you of the greatest devotion may know the greatest darkness in your life. Now, I believe that the Lord is speaking to saved people in verse 10. I believe He's speaking to children of light. He that walketh in darkness and hath no light. Those that are serving the Lord, for some reason, there's a period or a time of darkness that comes into your life. They say, Preacher, I just don't believe what you're saying. 
Well, go ask Job. He was a perfect man. He was a man that feared God. He was a man who was upright. He was a man who eschewed evil. This is what Job said in chapter 19, verse 8. Listen. He hath fenced up my way that I cannot pass, and he hath set darkness in my paths. So like Job, you may have a time in your life where you have to say, Lord, I don't understand what you're doing in my life right now. Have you ever been there? Maybe you're there tonight. What about John the Baptist? Jesus said about John the Baptist, of those that were born among women, there is not greater that's been born than John the Baptist. And yet in the darkness of a dungeon, in the darkness of a prison cell, he became perplexed and he sent messengers to go and find out if Jesus is really the Christ. He was the one that said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Here is a man that proclaimed the light, who for some reason is enduring a period of darkness in his life. Paul writes to us in 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 8. And listen to what Paul says. He says, We are troubled on every side. We are perplexed. We are persecuted. We are cast down. If you would just take some time to read the histories of some of the saints of God, each and every one of them that I've read recently, spend time speaking about a period of time in their life that is defining a great dark night to their souls. It speaks of a time when they went through darkness. It speaks of a time when they went through despair. But it does not mean, hear me, it does not mean that you sinned and it does not mean that you're out of the will of God. Oh, preacher, Aaron, what? I, I'm in darkness, but I've not sinned to get here. Preacher, I'm in darkness, but I'm not out of the will of God. Honey, John the Baptist was not out of the will of God. Job was not out of the will of God. Paul was not out of the will of God. And they appeared uh, to go through a time of darkness. So I say it again. Many times those of the greatest devotion will go through the deepest times of darkness. Maybe you're there tonight. Number two, there is the development in the darkness. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been through a dark period in your life? As you've walked with God all these years, when is it that you grew the most? Did you grow the most when everything went your way? Did you grow the most when everything was sunlight and, and you were tiptoeing through the tulips and there was a scent of roses on every hill? Is that when you grew the most? Or did you grow the most when it came through a time of darkness and a time of difficulty and a time of despair and a time of tears? You see, faith that is born in the light is oftentimes developed in the dark. Some of us that are older, we can remember that used to, you'd take a picture and you had to go get that film developed. They developed film in the dark. Faith, like film, is oftentimes developed in the dark and difficult times of our lives. John Milton wrote the great book Paradise Lost and he was blind 
John Bunyan in Bedford Prison, a prison, wrote Pilgrim's Progress. John the Apostle wrote the book of Revelation while he was banished to the Isle of Patmos, a dark, despair, despairing, difficult time in his life. The greatest test of your character is what you do when you're in the dark. We are told in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10, what to do when we're obedient, when we're walking, trying to do and serve God, we fear God, he tells us what to do. He says, let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. Two things. First of all, when you get to this period in your life, you need to look to the Lord. The text says, let him trust in the name of the Lord. We live tonight by promises and not by explanations. You, you think you're going through this thing and that God owes you an explanation and that will help you understand it. No, honey, in the middle of the dark, you live by the promises of the Word of God that though there may be darkness surrounding you, He'll never leave you and He'll never forsake you. He does not owe you or me an explanation. We live by promises. You cannot demand that God explain something to you. And just because this doesn't make sense to you does not, believe, does not mean that it doesn't make sense at all. Just keep on trusting. Just keep on obeying the Lord. If you are praying and darkness comes, keep praying. If you are witnessing and darkness comes, keep witnessing. If you are giving and darkness comes, keep on giving. If you're praising God and darkness comes, keep on praising God in the middle of the darkness. Just look to the Lord. Trust in the name of the Lord. The second thing he tells us to do is to lean on the Lord. Let him stay upon his God. I got to thinking about Psalms 23. Turn there. You know this text better than I do. Psalms, the 23rd Psalm. The word stay upon God, it actually speaks about something or someone that you're leaning on. And Psalm 23, 4, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they, it's the same word, comfort me. In other words, I lean on the word of God. I stay, I lean, I depend. I'm turning to God. When darkness comes, when you're in the dark, you don't need an explanation. You just need to lean on the Lord. I had rather be in a valley leaning on the Lord in the middle of the darkness than on a sunlit peak of a mountain trusting in myself. Amen? Sometimes, listen to this, sometimes God removes the answer in order to reveal himself. Preacher, I don't get, I don't get it. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Amen? 
You see, relationship is more important than a reason. Sometimes we as Christians, we want to know the reason. Give me the reason. Tell me why. But relationship is more important than a reason. Thirdly, there is a discovery in the darkness. Look at verse number 3 of Isaiah chapter 50. Now look at this. This is God speaking. Listen what he says. I clothe the heavens with blackness, and I make sackcloth their covering. Wow! It's God that brings the darkness to light or to pass into your life. Preacher Darren, I think it's the devil. Oh no, honey, the devil couldn't do anything that God didn't allow. God is the checkpoint. It's God that clothed the heavens with blackness. It's God that makes sackcloth their covering. The Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth my ear to hear as the learned. You see, it's God who sends you the darkness. I've learned this. That in the darkness, you'll learn some things that you could not have learned in the light. <laughs> Turn back just a couple of chapters. In Isaiah 45, God is speaking to his servant, King Cyrus, who is allowing Israel to escape out of bondage, okay? And in Isaiah 45 and verse 2, God tells Cyrus, I'll go before you. And in verse number 3, he says, Cyrus, I will give thee the treasures of darkness. What do you think God means by the treasures of darkness? What is treasure to me is altogether different than what's treasure to God. God's saying, Cyrus, there are things you'll learn in the darkness that you would have never learned in the light. So God allows darkness to come to teach you and to show you things. Hidden riches of secret places. Sometimes in the Bible, God uses darkness as a symbol of evil. Sometimes in the Bible, God uses darkness as perplexity. But the other day, somebody said to me, that was a beautiful night, the, you know, the moon's been full here lately. Some of the family said, wow, the, the stars are shining so bright tonight. And I said, yeah, they, they really are. The moon was beautiful. The stars were shining. And I just got to thinking about what they said. And I got to thinking about how the stars actually are shining all the time. They shine in the daytime. They shine in the nighttime. We just see them best when they're in the dark. <laughs> oh my. I want to read out of Psalms 148 here real quick. Youngins. So God's helping me. Psalm 148. Turn there with me. I want to look at verse 3. This is a, one of those praise in Psalms. Telling you to praise the Lord. Psalm 148 verse 3. It says, Praise ye Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all ye stars of light. You see, those stars, they're a picture or a representation of individual believers 
and collectively they represent the church. God has saved you. He's living in you. God has given you light. He's the light of the world. He's inside of you. And honey, I'm telling you, you may not feel like it, but you shine better in the darkness than you do in the light of day. So when you get in the dark, if you are shining in the light, just keep shining in the dark. You see, when it gets really dark, you'll see that which, no time, in the light, you'll see that which is very near. But in the dark, you'll begin to see things that are far away. There was an artist, he uh, had this beautiful painting he had finished and he invited his friend to come and see it. And his friend came in the daytime and the fr- he said to his friend, would you sit in this dark room for 15 minutes before you see my painting? He said, what? Yes, 15 minutes. And he sat in that dark room for 15 minutes and when he came out, he walked into that light room with that beautiful painting and he said, I have never seen such vivid colors. I have never seen such magnificence. But I don't understand. Why would you want me to have a period of dark before I go and see this painting? He said, because you've got the glare of the world in the light of the day. And if you'll spend some time in the dark, you'll really appreciate when you come out of it what God is doing in your life. Woo, such truth tonight, such truth. In the light, you may see clearly, but in the nighttime, you'll see further away, amen. You may think your brightest thoughts in the light, but you'll think your deepest thoughts in the darkness. Fourthly, there is then the danger of darkness. I just want to warn you tonight, going back to Isaiah chapter 50, Preacher Darren, the danger of darkness. Look at verse number 11. Behold all ye that kindle a fire, that compass yourself about with sparks. Walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that you have kindled. In other words, if you're in dark, the temptation is for you to light your own path, for you to light a fire, for you to get some some man-made light, and walk in that. God said, if I've allowed darkness in your life, I intend for you to go through this darkness that you may see me as the answer, that you may see me as a revelation. And if you go with man-made light, you will, this shall you have of mine hand, you shall lie down in sorrow. One of the greatest dangers is when you're in the dark, is to light your own fire. If you are fearing God and obeying God, if you're fearing God and you're obeying God and you're in darkness, you know what that means? That the darkness was ordained of God for you to go through. We just read that in verse 3 about how he closed the heavens with blackness. Darkness cannot come unless light has been removed. Light always chases away the darkness. If you're in a light room and you open the door to darkness, the darkness can't come in. The light will push out the darkness. You may say, let's open the door and let some darkness in. It won't work. You'll let light out. Darkness cannot come in. God in His sovereignty is the reason 
for your darkness right now. If God has ordained this darkness and you decide to light your own fire, you're going to have difficulty. God said if you do this, you're going to lie down in sorrow. God said if you do this, you will be easily deceived by man-made light. How many times, how many times have you tried to fix your own problem? If you're walking by the fire, if you're walking by the sparks that you've kindled, then you're not guided by the real light. Amen. I had rather lean on God in darkness than stand alone in man-made light. Let me give you a couple of examples of people that had a period of darkness in their life that decided they would kindle their own fire and do their own thing. You ever heard of a man named Abraham? God said, Abraham, I'm promising you a son, an heir of your very own. And he waited 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe 25 years or so for a promised heir, and it didn't come. And after waiting in the dark, Abraham and Sarah said, let's light our own fire. Take Hagar. She's my handmaid. You can marry up with her, have relations with her. It'll be like we're having our own youngin." But God said, if you do this, you'll lie down in sorrow They had a baby by the name of Ishmael. That was not God's plan, nor was it God's intention. And from that day on, there's been sorrow for all the Jews because of that decision. And yet God still gave him a promised heir like God had said. Are you with me? Abraham tried it. What about Moses? Moses, the great deliverer that was called, raised up to deliver Israel out of bondage. And after waiting in obscurity and waiting in a period of darkness, he decided, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and I'm going to help God out. And he murdered an Egyptian. And for that, he had to lie down in sorrow. He was exiled. He spent 40 years on the backside of the wilderness because he thought he'd help God out. And yet still God took this man that was now a murderer and raised him up to be the deliverer that God had called him to be. Preacher, what about Simon Peter? Jesus said, I'm going to the cross. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to lay down my life. And Simon Peter took the Lord and rebuked him and said, Be this far from you, Lord. Jesus said, Satan, get thee behind me. He said, Peter, Simon, Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I pray for you that your faith fail not. Simon Peter said, I'm ready to go with you into prison. I'm ready to go with you all the way to death. I'll never leave you, Lord. I'm in the light of day. Not knowing that in the darkness, he would warm by the devil's fire. Not knowing in the darkness, he would take a sword and chop off the high priest's servant's ear. Now Peter's weeping bitterly and lying down in sorrow because he decided to light his own fire. I'm just talking to you tonight trying to tell you that you're in darkness and God's given us some heavenly light. He's telling us what to do. Trust in the name of the, of the Lord and stay upon his God. I will give you one more and I'm done. Number five. Look with me up again at verse number four. Verse number four. And this is my thought. When you go through a time of darkness, God will see to it that you will have a period of day, a period of light. I call it the day after darkness. Here's my thought. If your sun has set, 
it will rise again. Verse 4 says, middle of the verse, He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. If you are in darkness, do not, do not, do not light your own fire. Trust God and wait for him to bring light to pass. Morning comes after the darkness of night. May I just point back to the cross and tell you that God turned the darkness of Calvary from 12 to 3 o'clock. It was completely dark. God turned the darkness of Calvary into the light of the resurrection. When the, devil t- <laughs> when the devil tells you, you're never getting out of this. You'll be in darkness from now on. You just remind that egg-sucking devil that God turned the darkness of Calvary to the light of the resurrection. And just as he raised up Jesus, he's going to raise you up and shed light on this situation. And what you learn from it is going to be invaluable to what you can tell other people about. The Bible says, listen to this verse. Oh, you got to turn to it. Psalm 112. If this is not marked in your Bible, please mark it down. Psalm 112. We're looking in verse number 4. Watch this. Psalm 112, verse number 4. Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. Do you see that? If you have darkness, just trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon your God because He is about to bring light into your life and the growth and the development and the maturity you're going to have experienced will be invaluable. While you're there, look at Psalm 30. I love the Psalms. They're my favorite. I read them in the darkness of my life. When I'm going through battles galore, I read Psalms. Look at verse number 5. Psalm 30 and verse number 5. Middle of the verse. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy. Woo! Joy cometh in the morning. Has anybody, can I get a witness? Have you gone through some darkness in your life? Only to find out that joy came in the morning. God brought you into the marvelous light of his glory and of his power. And he'll do it again. Hallelujah. When this darkness passes, you'll see clearer than you've ever saw before. And you go ahead and mark it down. This darkness is going to pass. Wait upon the Lord to send the light and do not light or create your own fire. Tonight, I'm talking to you. You're watching online. You're listening to me three weeks after I preached this. Three hours after I preached it, you're listening to me live. I'm talking to somebody tonight. You have some deep hurts. You've got some big questions. And you're trying to obey And you're trying to seek God, but you cannot make sense of it. Nothing makes sense. Preacher Darren, what am I to do? Trust in the name of the Lord. 
stay, lean upon God. A young father and a little girl were coming home from the funeral. They had just buried the little girl's mother. They had just buried the man's wife into the cold, cold ground, robbed at an early age because of cancer. That daddy and that little girl came home without a mother. Why, preacher dear? That night at home, the little girl says to her daddy, Daddy, would it be all right if I slept with you? And daddy said, yes, honey, please, I want you to so bad. And he truthfully was glad because he didn't want to be alone either. They said their prayers beside the bed. And he tucked her into her side and went around to his side. He cut the light off and he laid there for some time. The little girl said, Daddy, it's dark. It's so dark, Daddy. Maybe the darkest ever. Daddy, I can't even see you. Is your face turned towards me? The daddy said, yes, honey, my face is turned towards you. The little girl said, I'm glad to know it, Daddy. Good night. I'll see you in the morning. She went to sleep. The daddy kept laying there. And finally he rolled out of the bed. He fell on his knees and he said, Father, it's dark. So dark, Father. Maybe the darkest ever. And Father, right now I can't even see you. Is your face turned towards me from heaven? It seemed like he got this answer. Yes, my son, my face is turned towards you. And by faith, a man stood up and said, Good night, Father. I'll see you in the morning. May I say tonight that in your deepest sorrow, and in your darkest night, in your period of difficulty that is unexplained, his face is turned towards you. There may be somebody here. Maybe you're watching online. Will you hear me? If you're not a child of God, you're not trusting God, you're not staying upon God, there's another kind of darkness. Will you hear me? It's called everlasting darkness. And it's for those who don't know Jesus Christ. And when they die, they go from this life into eternal, everlasting darkness in a place called hell. Without Jesus, the sun will never rise for you. So the most important thing I can tell you if you're a sinner, friend, I want you to know Jesus. I want you to know light. I want you to know Him. I want you to know Jesus. I found Him to be the light of the world. And I'm telling you, when he got a hold of my life, he got a hold of my life, and he's never turned me loose, and he never will. So you'll stand to your feet, because I believe there may be some of us tonight. Maybe you've just come through a period of darkness. Maybe you're in it now. Maybe, God help you, you're getting ready to enter into a time of darkness that's unexplained. And I'm just telling you tonight, this message God intended me to declare to you and tell you He has some heavenly light for your darkness.
Would you come tonight and say, Lord, I want to lean on you. Would you come tonight and say, Lord, I want to look to you. Won't you just make your way this old-fashioned all tonight. Call upon the name of the Lord and say, God, in my darkness, I don't need an explanation. Just help me to keep serving. Help me to stay faithful. Help me to keep singing. Help me to keep praying. Help me to keep reading and believing. Folks are coming tonight. Maybe you're at home right now. You need to bow. If you've never been saved, you ought to get on your knee right now and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. He already knows. Tell him, Lord, I'm a sinner. And I believe you're the Savior. Would you forgive me of my sins and save me? Let me go to heaven. Don't let me have everlasting darkness. Save me before it's too late. Honey, if you'd call on him tonight, believing in his death, burial, and resurrection, he'd save you right where you are. Father, tonight... As we bow tonight in your presence, we give you glory and praise and honor. And God, there's been such times of darkness, difficulties, things that are unexplained, unimaginable. God, I've yet to understand or grasp it. But yet after going through dark periods, Lord, to see the light of day and the blessing and the favor of God fall back, Woo! God, I learned so much about you and your ability to put your hand under our lives and lift us and carry us through the darkness and encourage us and take care of every need. You are God on top of the mountain and you're God in the valley low. The God of the day is the God of the dark. Lord, tonight we ask you, God, would you help us, God, to look to you. God, would you help us, God, to lean upon you. God, from your word, you are giving us light from your word, though we're in darkness. And God, I give you praise. And I ask you, God, you'd help us, God, to remain steadfast, solid, continuing forward for the cause of Christ. Lord, I pray for somebody tonight, God. You'd keep them encouraged. God, they'd look to you that depend upon you, that trust in you. Where else are they going to go? Manufacture their own light? They're in trouble. So God, teach us. Help us, God, to know we can wait on you. We can depend on you. And it's all going to work out fine. For this I pray and ask your help. In Jesus' name, amen.